0: Reader's Digest presents Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Amari. Hobby of mine. Well, well, actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for. Money Dollar.
1: Leave the gun. Take the
0: cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including showbiz news, classic radio shows, trivia contests, movie reviews, and celebrity interviews. This hour on Hollywood 360, we'll visit the fly infested tavern where the elite meet to eat on Duffy's Tavern, starring Ed Gardner. But first, let me say hello to my co host, a woman who gets her hair highlighted. Because she feels some strands are more important than others, Lisa Wolf.
3: Well, you know, all of me is important.
1: This is true. So very. I true. don't know
3: if I agree with that. I think every ounce of me is important, especially here on Halloween. And special,
1: you're very special. Lisa. Well, I
3: know. <laughs>
1: Even every strand of hair is special. I, on I you. like.
3: I don't have that many, so I have to keep them all.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I don't have a lot. I look of like hair you got a
1: lot of hair there.
3: I don't. Yeah. Uh, no. It's uh, the same. She just always. took it out
1: of <laughs> some kind of a rubber band or something. It's all flowing now.
3: In. It's clean. Very I flowing. I just washed it. Well, that's so good. We'll have I to like clean.
1: Pictures. I know true. you
3: do. So let's stargaze. Yeah. So are you a Jennifer Lawrence fan?
1: Yeah, I think she's very talented. I like her. She's good in everything. She can do kind of comedy drama, mystery, she's just, uh she's a list.
3: And do you find her attractive as a woman? I do. Okay, so yeah. this is important. Yeah. So hold on to that thought. Okay, okay, hang on
1: a second. Let me lock that into long term. Lock that into your brain. Got it.
3: Okay, I'll get back to that in a moment. Mm-hmm. She, who, 25, by the way, which is a very so nice age. So you're doing age. a
1: sidebar here now? You wanted me to lock into it. No. Now you're going off to something else? No,
3: or? I'm I'm going to stay with that. I'm just going right. to get back to the attractive quality Got in a it. moment. She is Vogue's cover star for December. That's mm-hmm. sort of a big deal. It's the big holiday thing. Themed issue. Yeah, this is the second time she's been on the cover. The last one is back in 2013. Right. They did a western, western themed photography. She's riding this big black horse, and Mm -hmm. she looks fantastic on the cover. She's wearing absolutely no makeup, other than eyeliner on the bottom, Mm -hmm. and she really looks gorgeous. Yeah, she
1: doesn't need a lot of makeup. She's She's naturally pretty. She
3: is. They say she's flawless. She's really. She's really spectacular. Here, let's get back to the other part. All right. There's a an interview with her, a very, you know, pretty decent interview in, in the magazine with her. And what she says is, no one ever asks me out. What? That's what she says. She says she sits home on Friday nights. Nobody asks me out. I just want to find that's a guy and get
1: married. What? <laughs> yes. She just wants to find a guy and get married. Yes. Here's and- a woman who probably made... More money than any other actress well, the last few years. So here it that is. doesn't hurt,
3: So her last, dating. No, what I wanted to highlight was she was named the highest-paid actress by yeah. Forbes in 2015, $52 yeah. million. And she's dollars.
1: very pretty. 50, she has a Carl, great figure. Let's get
3: back to $52 million. Dollars. Yeah,
1: that's 52 million reasons to date her.
3: It's a billion reasons to date right? her. And you know what she says? Huh. She says, and I quote, she says she's lonely every Saturday night.
1: Well, have her come be uh our sidekick here on the Hollywood three sixty show.
3: I- I'm the sidekick. No,
1: you're the co host.
3: Okay. I thought I was a sidekick. Well and you the are co-host. a side
1: of the uh, your side <laughs> you're sidekick. <laughs> you're the you're the Tonto to the above. Lone Ranger you're the, that's uh, right. you're I'm, the, you're the I'm uh the
3: second banana around here.
1: to the green hornet.
3: She says she's searching for a man that's not intimidated by her success. I just wanted to leave you with that. I thought. definitely
1: wouldn't be intimidated by fifty two million dollars. I'd know. help her spend it. We'd go on a spending spree.
3: Exactly. And have yeah. some fun. And of course you can see her soon in the fourth installment of the Hunger Games franchise. I don't know if you like Hunger Games. No. Mocking J Part two. No. You not. don't have to. You could just have her over no, for not, dinner. That's not my step. kind
1: of movie, those apocalyptic films. I'm not really into that at all. I,
3: I, I don't usually. I actually liked it. Really? But let's leave it at that. Okay. Just check her out. Maybe you can invite her over for dinner. Mm-hmm. She's, <laughs> she's out and about looking for a guy.
1: Okay. So here,
3: this is kind of... <laughs> <laughs> to throw that your way.
1: Yeah, dating Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, it's you know, no thinking, yeah, it's no big just deal. Just on the
3: weekends, we you could know, do it, anyhow. Yeah. So Ron Howard is in a new project now. Uh-huh. He is searching for a breakthrough with an anti-aging therapy in a new National Geographic series.
1: I think I've seen him on some promo for that.
3: Yes. Along well,
1: with, like, um, Brett uh, Ratner and some of the other big stars and... Big directors and things. You
3: saw the promo. This new six-part science series is premiering this week on the National Geographic channel on Sundays, 8, 7 Central, and it's going to illustrate the effect that aging has over the lifetime. Now, here's the part that I really appreciate, so mm-hmm. this is why I'm talking about it right now. He includes a slideshow of himself growing older over the years. Oh, wow. But what he's done as <laughs> he's got Opie from the Andy Griffith show, right? and he shows Richie Cunningham, yeah. of course, from Happy Days. Now right. I'm like dying here, Roddy. And some recent photos where his hair is, you know, yeah. thinning, and yes. he's got some laugh lines and red hairs. And he explored one of my favorite movies, Cocoon. Did you see that yes. movie? Okay, he directed nineteen. That. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's a really neat movie. If you remember the premise of, Oh, of
1: course. Okay, sure. Well, they they
3: the aliens yeah. and they're, you know, of yeah. limits, the advancement of their, of their about all of their years. And he a timeline. And that a a timeline, and so i little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a of course, you know,
4: yeah.
3: of things down just of a little bit mm-hmm. So a little bit a little bit he believes his new film can illuminate some of the scientific advances and and talk about genetics and how we can slow things down. Who knows? Right? I wouldn't mind slowing down
1: the aging process.
3: I wouldn't mind. Not it either. one bit. Let's go back to Opie and let's yeah, start from happy there.
1: days days.
3: Oh, that well that, that was, was the best. Those were the best. Those I know. were the days. Yeah. That's a different show. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a different show. Same time period. So we have a somebody that was named the kindest celebrity in hollywood
1: kindest celebrity kindest. in hollywood
3: okay all right so betty NBC, wait wait NBC, let, let me give betty you a little white. background nbc news took a poll and they call it a state of kindness poll and they asked partif- participants specifically
1: the <laughs> specific <laughs>
3: they got
1: some specific
3: celebrity they considered the most kind and who betty won the white, top spot? Betty
1: white I said. i'm
3: sorry oh wait hang on a second Ding. <clears throat> Nope, you got one more guess. Um, it is a female. It is a female. Of course. Um,
1: Georgette, remember her from, uh. I just met her. George Georgia Engel. Yeah. Yeah,
3: she's coming to, she was in Chicago. She's doing a show I mean, here. She talks so much. She nice. talks like this. Yeah, she's I love so Georgette. sweet. I saw her. She, remember and I she was just the melted. mom
1: on, on, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. She was, uh, his. Was, she was, no, no, it was Brad Garrett's girlfriend's mom and dad, Fred Willard oh, really? and her remember? Oh yeah.
3: No, I didn't I didn't but okay. I did used to watch Everybody Loves Raymond. All right. So who
1: is the nicest celebrity?
3: Kindest. Kindest. I don't know if that's the same thing. Same thing. It's Ellen DeGeneres. She oh, took yeah. the top spot. I
1: believe that.
3: I believe it too. Doesn't She's so know, on nice. on her talk show, she seems so generous and yeah. so warm and so authentic yeah. that I I'm good with that. Um some of the other kind mm-hmm. stars uh-huh. include Will Smith Okay. Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston.
1: Yeah, they all seem really nice. And Taylor nice.
3: Swift. I yeah, know they, they all generous. seem great.
1: Yeah, Taylor Swift. And so
3: I don't know exactly what these people are basing she's it on. She's a tall on. drink
1: of water. That uh, Taylor, Taylor Swift
3: isn't she? She's tall, all right. She's definitely,
1: <laughs> she's definitely a tall
3: and, drink of water. And back to Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. She's involved in a lot of charities: UNICEF and PETA uh, and uh, mm-hmm. Habitat for Humanity. So I mean, people know this. You hear mm-hmm. about this, and people all love Ellen. Yeah. Yeah. I love Ellen. Right.
1: I had a turkey with a pita the other day.
3: Turkey, a pita, turkey and a pita? Yeah, turkey on okay. a pita.
1: A little cheese. Is this,
3: this is Yeah, exactly this is the same. Is this no, different? It's, it's exactly the oh, same okay. thing. Yeah. Pita, pita, we have time all for all one thing. more. Okay. So Daniel Radcliffe is going to star as Igor in the upcoming film, oh, Victor Frankenstein. Really? Yes. He's
1: playing Igor. He is. So the Frankenstein. release Yeah, the
3: release date is November 25th, and yeah. here's the twist. It's going to tell the story... Told from the point of view of Igor. Really? Yes. Wow. So um he says, Daniel says, the scene which Igor's hunchback is repaired by Frankenstein is quote the grossest scene in the film and my favorite scene.
1: Wow. James
3: James McAvoy is going to play Victor Frankenstein. Oh, he's Victor Frankenstein. And who's playing
1: the monster?
3: I don't know. Those are the only two parts that I know of. For certain. Well,
1: Lisa, with your bulbous head, with the two brains, would I
3: be perfect? You would
1: be awesome for that. I'm sure it's. You're you not know, tall enough, but no, they could put platform I, shoes. Could, I, I probably still I could have my, pla- of my platform That's shoes from when I was from the 1970s. I could
3: borrow. And just so you know, Daniel Radcliffe. You'd still
1: need some makeup, though. To play I, the monster, I think though. I
3: would be fine. It's all about the characterization, and this the voice. Is right. I'm sure I do could do it. Mm, do the deep
1: voice. I
3: can't do can it now because no, I'm smiling. Uh, no, I'm smiling. I'm too nice to be the monster. No, I'm no. only kidding. You <laughs> no, couldn't be the I, monster. I could, I could, I could. Nah, and you this, could be
1: the monster's wife, the bride of Frankenstein.
3: I could be the monster. How about that? No, I can do it. You want to be the monster? I could do it, darling. Right. I could do it. And also one more tidbit: Daniel Radcliffe received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame this week. Wow very He's cool thanks
1: lisa thanks, wolf and you cannot play the monster oh, no, yes, I you're can. way too beautiful
3: oh i don't know about
1: yes that. all right when <laughs> we come back it's duffy's tavern stick around
0: more hollywood 360 brought to you by reader's digest after these important messages now back to the best in classic radio on hollywood 360 brought to you by reader's digest
1: Duffy's Tavern was a radio situation comedy series first heard in 1940. The tavern itself was a flea-infested dive located on 3rd Avenue and 23rd Street in New York City, where the elite meet to eat. The co-creator and writer, Ed Gardner, played Archie, the manager of the tavern. Gardner was a theatrical veteran whose wife, well-known stage and screen actress Shirley Booth, appeared as Duffy's man-hungry daughter, Miss Duffy. When Booth left the series in 1943, the role was voiced by Florence Hallop, Sandra Gould, Hazel Shermit, and others. Duffy himself was never heard on the show. He was an absentee owner who left the daily operations to Archie. Regulars on the show included Clifton Finnegan, the classic Village Idiot, played by Charlie Cannor, Eddie the Waiter, played by Eddie Green, and Clancy the Cop, played by Alan Reed. Archie was always trying to get rich quick and his harmless schemes often involved weekly guest stars like Boris Karloff, Shelley Winters, Dinah Shore, Lucille Ball, Alan Ladd, and others. Duffy's Tavern was broadcast live in New York until 1949, when Gardner moved the entire show offshore to Puerto Rico for tax advantages. The show's popularity spawned a 1945 film and a 1954 TV series. All right, it's time now for Duffy's Tavern. From April 11, 1944, at Gardner Stars as Archie, and his guest is Carol Landis. It's Ladies' Day at the Tavern, and Carol Landis becomes the new manager. Let's tune this in, part one now of Duffy's Tavern. <laughs> You're invited to drop in
0: where the elite meet to eat, Duffy's Tavern. Hello, Duffy's Tavern. What one you, the elite, Archie, the manager speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. Uh, tonight, uh, Carol Landis, uh, the coivacious cookie from Hollywood. Huh? Uh, coivacious. What's the difference what it means? It looks great. Ah, she's a beautiful dame, Duffy. Has she got what? Huh? Huh? Huh huh? Mm Hm? <laughs> also a very high forehead. <laughs> what? Mrs. Duffy had a shape like that when you married her? Yeah, but since then her figure's been a total loss. <laughs> huh? Well, naturally, everything going out and nothing coming in. <laughs> huh? Offer her a job here. Duffy, it is ruinous. Well, with calves like hers around, who's going to order pig's feet? (laughs) I'll call you back, Duffy. So long. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Duffy's
1: Tavern. Come in and meet Finnegan, Eddie the waiter, Miss Duffy, Joe Venuti and his orchestra, our special guests tonight, Carol Landis, and Archie himself, Ed Gardner.
0: Uh, Let's see now. (laughs) Leave us, spoon, neat the moon, dear Miss Landis. Say, Mr. Archie. Wait a minute, Eddie. You're making me lose my muse. In your case, no muse is good muse. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, uh, listen to this uh, poem that I'm writing in uh, Carol Landis' behoof. Uh, <laughs> leave us, spoon, neat the moon, dear Miss Landis. While I whisper how dainty your hand is. <laughs> Joe Cupid has got me over a barrel but I'll wait for you till Christmas carol. <laughs> what do you think of it, Eddie? Huh? What do you think I think of it? That's a nasty thing to say. After all, I just dashed the thing off you. <laughs> could Shakespeare do better? Even right now he could. <laughs> and I suppose poetry means you have fallen in love again. Could be, Annie. Boy, that love bug must use up all his red points on you. Well, Eddie, you know it's spring, and uh, in the spring, the old saying is the uh, young man's thoughts turn to something a little fancy. Uh, it uh, it happens to every normal guy. Yeah, but it happens to you all, yeah. Oh, can I help it if I'm normal more frequently than other guys? Yeah, Eddie, there's something in me makeup that gives me a. A yen for beautiful dames. Uh, Now all you need is some makeup to give them beautiful dames a yen for you. What do you mean, Eddie? Well, now look, I mean every girl you meet. Take Michelle Morgan. She threw you over. Gertrude Lawrence walked out on you. Ada Lupina gave you the air. Veronica
2: Lake gave you the air.
0: Eddie, are you trying to imply that I am fickle? (laughs) Not fickle. Futile. Leave us not split infinitives, Eddie. You just watch me tonight when uh, Carol Landis comes down here. Hello, Archie. Oh, well, Miss Duffy, I ain't seen hide or seek of you in weeks. Uh, where have you been?
5: Home, having a battle with a horrible flu germ.
0: Oh, how is your mother?
5: <laughs> Please, Archie, I'm talking about a very contagious germ.
0: Oh, I beg your pardon. How's your father?
5: Oh, he's fine, thank you. Well,
0: that's good. Well, I'll see you later, Miss Duffy. I'm very busy now. I You want to hear
5: how I got the flu? No. Well, last week, my girlfriend, Vera Fogarty, got us a double date with two sailors.
0: Vera Fogarty got you date date with two sailors? She's picking up sailors again, huh?
5: She did not pick them up.
0: She didn't, huh? No. Then how did she meet them?
5: Uh... She happened to be swimming past a battleship. <laughs> Anyways, us and the sailors went out for a drive together, the four of us. And did we have a miserable time.
0: You did, huh? What happened?
5: Well, the first thing was, they crowded me and my sailor in the back seat.
0: Well, two in a back seat? That ain't crowded.
5: Have you ever been in the back seat with a sailor?
0: <laughs> well, uh... Not personally.
5: Besides, this was a motorcycle.
0: A motorcycle. Now wait a minute. If this is a motorcycle and you wasn't about, where did Vera sit?
5: On the handlebars, naturally. That is until the accident.
0: Until what accident?
5: When we stopped for a red light and Vera didn't.
0: How <laughs> like Vera, that's very droll. <laughs> so, uh, leave me make a dull story short. You kissed the sailor goodnight and you caught the flu from him, huh?
5: That is not a very nice thing to say, Archie. You know very well I'm too much of a lady to kiss a man the first time I meet him, if he has the flu. <laughs> say, maybe he did have the flu. How else could I have got it?
0: Well, anyways, Miss Duffy, don't think it's nice to have you back again. Uh, But but do me a favor. Will you keep away from guys? You know, with you, it's like a drug, like a dope.
1: All right, let's take a break here from Duffy's Tavern. And you hear uh, Helen Lynn there as Miss Duffy. This was actually the very first time Helen Lynn... Played Miss Duffy. She only played the role for a short time, but this uh, April eleventh, nineteen forty-four broadcast of Duffy's Tavern marks the first time she played Miss Duffy. When Shirley Booth, Elisa, left this uh, this part, you know, she had um, divorced Ed Gardner, and so she didn't want to continue to be on the show as Miss Duffy, and she went on to do other things. Of course, she was Hazel. Hazel. Yeah, Hazel on I television, her. very good.
3: I was. A wee.
1: You were a wee little <laughs> I Matanky remember that, at that though, time. Isn't that yeah, something? a wee Great little metanky. And so Miss uh, Shirley Booth obviously went on to do other things. And he had a hard time. Ed Gardner had a hard time finding a permanent replacement for her. Went through a lot of Miss Duffy's over the uh, over the run of the show. Um, but everybody else was sort of a staple. Eddie Green, Charlie Cantor, Alan Reed, who then, of course, played Fred Flintstone, sure. the voice of Fred Flintstone on television. Great series. One of the funniest shows in all of radio, really. And the main writer, the head writer on the show was Abe Burroughs. Abe Burroughs' son went on to uh, to produce Cheers. Oh,
3: yeah. yes. Right. So, right, uh, right, right. so
1: you know, there was a, a obviously connection. A, a connection. This right. was all set in a tavern. And then his son um, went on to uh, produce great Cheers. great things. Yes, right. <laughs> absolutely. All right. So uh, we'll get back to that in just a minute. The man of the week is Martin Scorsese. Yes, indeed. And we have some clips of movies that he produced and starred in. I shouldn't say starred in, but directed. Here's the first one, 1991 crime thriller. Take a listen.
4: i come out, come out wherever you are.
1: All right, this is a 1991 crime thriller that martin scorsese directed if you know what it is give us a call right now win some fun prizes call toll free 855-360-h360 the h is a four call right now if you know this movie
4: assler i'm out come out
3: wherever you are
1: all right give us a call toll free 855-360-h360 the call is free and you'll win some fabulous prizes call us right now we'll be right back and now back to hollywood 360 with carl amari brought to you by reader's digest oh this music yeah this is great lisa i remember this as a kid right do you yeah well maybe i wasn't a kid isn't this uh john mellencamp or no? it
3: sounds like john mellencamp yeah
1: all right I, well uh, uh yeah. is this john mellencamp mike Mike Costello, our he's executive producer, out there. It's okay. the best in the business, he's uh, he's dozing off. <laughs> anyway, um, all right, so let's play this movie clip again. You ready?
4: Counselor! Come out, come out wherever you are.
1: Come out, come out wherever you are, Counselor. Did you uh, see this movie? Okay. Oh, boy, uh, oh, you blew it. All right, let's go to our phone line, George in Tampa. What's up, George? How are you doing? I'm good doing and good. pretty lady. Yeah, Lisa, you pretty lady. You. I'm
3: so sorry I almost said the title, but I know that you know what it is, George. Well, you were talking
1: about Batman with his cape. You know, he flies around, he has his cape. That's what you were saying, right, Lisa? <laughs> yeah. The,
4: the only main reason why I know
1: this one is because I've got it on DVD. Ah, uh, do you? Well, you're not yeah. that far from uh, wherever this was filmed. You're from Tampa, Florida, Cape, uh, cape uh, Canaveral, <laughs> Let right?
3: Let the guy say it. <laughs> answer question. All right, question. so,
1: George, what's the movie? <laughs> Cape Fear. Cape right. Fear. Did you like this movie? Pretty good, right? That was spooky. Yeah, it was a spooky, suspenseful yeah. movie. Scary. Robert De Niro was super scary in this movie, I'll tell ya. you. Uh,
4: what was really strange was is I was working in law enforcement when this came out.
1: Yeah? Oh, so okay.
4: I knew, I knew a lot of these people.
1: Did oh. you? Oh, yeah, a lot of these crazy people. <laughs> so what? Yeah. What? were you a police officer, or what did you do? I was a sheriff deputy. Oh, very. Well, thank you for your service, my friend. Appreciate that. Uh, taking care of and pe- keeping people safe. That's the main thing, George. And terrible, terrible thing that happened in France out here. So, I'm just distraught over it. And we need more people in the world like you, George, that protect us. And we thank you for that.
4: Well, I certainly thank you.
1: All right, buddy. Well, you're going to get some fun prizes. My brother will send that out to you and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. We appreciate you, George. Uh, Thanks, George. He knew it, Lisa Wolf. He did. He's a smart man and he
3: protects us. I hope so. The little we, people. You know what? Sometimes we need we, some protection. I tell you
1: what, I need some protection, all <laughs> no, right. And I know a, you do with your fan it's base. It's the
3: little guys that need Lisa the protection. Lisa Wolf has
1: more people following her on Twitter than I think... Uh,
3: no, you know what it is?
1: What? Okay. What is it, Lisa?
3: <laughs> I don't need protection from them. Those are my fans, Oh, your Carl. fans, okay. They support me this is right. in our uh, mission No, here. I know.
1: <laughs> All right, so Robert De Niro was the uh, crazy person in this yes. movie. Nick Nolte was the attorney. Jessica Lange, Juliette Lewis. Steven Spielberg was originally set to, re- to re- direct this uh, film. He later recommended Martin Scorsese for the job and personally called the director, letting him know that this would be a commercial film that had the potential to be a big hit, which would exercise more power for Scorsese to make his films.
3: And he was. And so he write. listened
1: to him and he did it, and it was a success. Yes. All right, let's get back now to Duffy's Tavern.
2: Oh, hello, Finnegan. Uh,
1: well, Miss Duffy, how are you feeling?
5: Better, thank
2: you. Uh, I was deeply concerned about your ill. Uh, you know, that flu can turn into a nasty cold. <laughs> Uh, Did you get the box of cough drops I sent you?
5: Yes, thank you. That was very thoughtful of you, Finnegan.
2: Well, I always try to be thoughtful. (laughs) Uh, Too bad you got better. You should have seen the wreath I had picked out. (laughs) Well, that's the breaks, Finnegan. Uh, Well, anyway, Miss Duffy, glad to see you back. Thank you. Uh, Hiya, is Carol Landis really coming here tonight? Why, certainly, Finnegan. Uh, Arch, could you lend me the loan of a quarter?
0: Wait a minute, what do you want a quarter for?
2: In case I have to take her out. Bennington, you kill me. You want me to lend you the loan of a quarter to take Carol Landis out? Uh, don't worry, Arch. I ain't gonna spend it. I just want to flash it.
0: Bennington, flash it. A dame like Carol Landis ain't impressed by a quarter. A quarter wouldn't even tip her coffee.
2: Uh, yeah. The coiffeur, yeah, who's that? The guy that drives a car? No, i a coiffeur
0: is a male hair washer. Uh, it's uh, what the French call a shampoos. Uh, <clears throat> quarter to take out a movie star.
2: Oh, what's your matter? Uh, To me, Carol Landis is just another... Finnegan,
0: please. When you mention Carol Landis' name in public, smile. Don't uh, forget, sir, that someday that name might be my name.
2: (laughs) You mean that you and Carol Landis are... Yes, I do. What? when did it happen?
0: As soon as I meet her. Uh, Watch me work, Finnegan Uh, Say, Archie Uh, Yeah, Toby I hear Carol Landis is coming down here to talk about women taking jobs Yeah, she is, but believe me, Toby If me plans matriculate, she, uh (laughs) She ain't gonna be interested in that stuff I am proud to say that my wife will not have to take no job Well, why not? She's got money of her own Hello? Hello, Duffy How do you like Venuti's band? Oh Mm. Uh-huh. 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 Well, uh, look, what do you think of Venuti himself? Uh-huh, too, huh? <laughs> well, look, Duffy, you're too critical. Uh, after all, this band could be worse. How? Well, there could be more of them. They should what? They should be seen and not heard? Duffy, <laughs> you're nuts. <laughs> they look even worse than they sound. <laughs> well, look, I'll uh, have a talk with Venuti, Huh? Tell him what? Okay. Hey, Arch, what was that? That was a request. What was the request? Never mind. You couldn't do it anyway. Uh, to be frank, Mr. Venuti, me and Duffy both feel that your band leaves something to be desired. Namely? Namely, music.
2: What are you talking about, Arch? These guys are very good musicians. Over half of them can read music.
0: Look, Mr. Venuti, I, I don't pretend to be no touch But <laughs> I don't even say that I know much about music. All I know is what my ears tell me. And me ears tell me that you don't know much about music neither. Well, Eddie, uh, what do you think? You think there's any improvement in Venuti's band? I don't know. I don't know. It seems such a waste to make all that noise not turn out a single boiler. (laughs) Well, at least they're trying. Hey, wait a minute, Eddie. Here comes Carol Landis. What a dish, huh? Oh boy. And look at her. What a lady. What a lady. Look how she passes the cuspidor and ignores it. Oh. Now there's a real lady, Fayette. Well, Carol Landis. <laughs> Carol. Carol, just, just stand there in all your glorious punkratude. Ah, uh, what a beauty.
6: Ah, what a beast
0: Please, don't say a word Just stand there and leave me Drink to me only with thine eyes Never before has such Radiant lassitude Ever desecrated our portholes
6: Say, uh Whatever happened to the king's English?
0: Uh, I know he is
4: Uh...
6: (laughs) (laughs) That's a
0: joke, by the way
6: (laughs) Uh, Look, Carol uh, Won't you, uh Pray, have a seat? If someone will pray, wipe off that chair.
0: Well, it's a uh, trifle dusty, but it's easy to clean. Uh, just sit down and wiggle a little. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's it. Yeah. You ought to see Mrs. Duffy do that. She cleaned six chairs at once. <laughs> yeah, but enough of this dish and the dirt here. Uh, oh, Miss Landis, this is Miss Duffy, the daughter of the establishment.
5: Uh, uh, good evening. Likewise, I'm sure. Gee, Miss Landis, you know... You look exactly the same in the person as you do in
6: the flesh Well, thank you
5: You and I are lucky to have such gorgeous figures
6: (laughs) Not wood And
5: our hair is both blondes, too Hmm,
6: isn't that a coincidence?
5: Yes, what was yours before?
6: (laughs) Green with red sideburns
5: Oh, then it's good you changed it (laughs)
0: Now, please, get back to the cash register. And, Carol, leave us. Get back to the eternal triangle. You, you and me.
6: <laughs> Look, Archie, I came here to talk about a very serious problem. What, that stuff that Toby
0: was saying about women taking jobs?
6: What do you mean, that stuff?
0: Carol, seems like you ain't made for crass work.
6: You you are a
0: frail gossamer who should be placed on a pedestrian. <laughs> You should be... You should be worshipped.
6: Cherished. Nourished.
4: Uh Uh-huh,
6: I know. Woman's place is in the home. That's right. It's the first law of
0: nature. Tomatoes should cling to the vine.
4: (laughs) But, Carol, look
0: how happy you'd be. Think of another world. Think of you and me in our own little home. With a couple of ivy-covered kids...
6: Look, Archie, leave us face it, I ain't in love
0: Carol, why do you repulse me?
6: <laughs> Just to make it mutual
4: <laughs> well,
0: well, you're wrong, a girl like you needs a guy like I A guy who can protect you, as a man should, with his muscles What muscles? What muscles? <laughs> Look, Carol, I'm not the kind of a guy who wears his muscle on his sleeve. (laughs) Mine is inner spring
4: muscles.
0: (laughs) Yes, sir, like steel, as many a guy who has learned who has punched me in the nose.
6: Archie, I'm supposed to deliver a message to the women, and I'm going to deliver it.
0: Oh, you and them jobs for dames. (laughs) I'd like to see a dame in a job like mine. I'd like to see you running my job.
6: I could do anything you could do.
0: Anything I could do, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, That's I it. What is it, Eddie? Mr. Moriarty just tore his pants on a nail, and he wants you to lend him a pair of yours. Touché, Carol?
4: <laughs>
0: hello? Hello, Duffy. You want to talk to Carol? Oh, okay, Miss Lannister, Bonnie Face would like to talk to you.
6: Hello? Oh, hello, Mr. Duffy. We met where? I smiled to you from the where? Mr. Duffy, I have never been on a runway. (laughs) What? Oh, you like the speech anyway. Oh, how would I like a job here? No, no, I don't think I'd... Oh, uh, wait a minute. What sort of a job? General manager? Over Archie?
0: Hey, wait a minute. What goes on here?
6: Please. Uh, uh, exactly what would my duties be, Mr. Duffy? Yes. 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 And what? Mr. Duffy. Uh,
0: Miss Lantis, did I hear right? Did I understand that Duffy has made you the general manager, my
6: boss? You heard right.
0: Oh, wait a minute. I gotta think this thing over. Dirty trick. Putting a dame in here is my boss. What's the matter, Mr. Austin? I'm going nuts. Carol Landis is going to be me boss. Me manager. Order me around. Make a slave out of me. Congratulations. Is she really going to marry her? Hey, this is no time for levadidity. That, that dirty duffy. Putting a dame in charge. Hey, wait a minute. I got an idea. Maybe this is a boomerang in sheep's clothing. What What do you mean? Eddie, I got a hunch this job is going to change Miss Landis's ideas about her work and about me.
6: Come on, Archie, get busy. What do you mean? Well, this place looks awful. It's filthy.
0: That discovery will not make you no know Lady Columbus.
6: <laughs> hey, how long has it been since this joint had a thorough cleaning?
0: I don't know exactly, but you can gauge it by the amount of dust. It uh, figures about a half an inch a month.
6: Well, don't you have a vacuum cleaner?
0: Well, we had one, but it got filled up, so we had to throw it away.
6: (laughs) Anything uh, else, uh, Your Majesty? Yes. Where do you keep the napkins? The napkins? (laughs) (laughs) We cut
0: the napkins out for the duration ten years ago.
4: Hmm,
6: I get it. You're going to try to make it tough for me, huh?
0: Oh, perish forbid. (laughs) No, we're all going to cooperate. If uh, Duffy wants to have ladies help, he can have all ladies help. Oh, Miss Venuti, Josephine. Yes, Archibald, darling. Uh, Josie, would you have the sweater girls play a number
2: for Miss Landis? Archibald, you are very inconsiderate. These girls have been standing over a hot trumpet all day. Well, I
0: don't know, Josephine. Phil these girls never seem to get tired. Maybe we should get a male band later, too.
2: Look, dearie, don't threaten me. <laughs> Hi, Art. Oh, Miss w-
0: Finnegan. Miss Finnegan. Huh? <laughs> uh, you look delightful. Is that a new frock? hi yeah, Finnegan, wait a minute. Come here. You don't understand. This is Ladies' Day in Duffy's Tavern.
2: The Ladies' the, Oh, 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 oh. Don't, it that is a Davoon apron eh, you are wearing. Well,
0: it's just a little thing I picked up in Paris. A, a schlepperelli. Oh, by the way, Finney, I, I love your hairdo.
2: Do you do? Do you like this off-the-scalp arrangement? I'm crazy about it. I love it. Wherever did you get the idea? Oh, in Madam Lefty's pool room. Oh, cute. (laughs) Oh, girls, is sir. Oh, thank you, Edwina. Oh, girls, look how graceful I'm drinking me tea with me pinky finger sticking out. (laughs) But, Miss Finnegan, you should take your other four fingers out of the team. Girls, I have great news. I just found a store downtown where you can buy, guess what? What? Girdle. With real elastic? With real elastic. Oh, great! Then let's go buy some. We can make slingshots. Oh, Finny, you slay me. I just adore your wit.
6: I'm really glad I came down here tonight.
0: So am I, Callie. You know something? What? You, you made me kind of proud of the fact that my mother was a dame. Hello, Duffy's where do you lead? meet me, Dotty? The man you're speaking. Hello, Duffy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <clears throat> next week, Charles Lawton. Yeah, yeah. If you come down here next week, you can meet him face to face, which will be a horrible double feature. <laughs> Good night, Duffy. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.
1: All right, that is Duffy's Tavern, where the elite meet to eat. Archie, the manager, speaking. Duffy ain't here, Lisa. April eleventh, 1944, was the original broadcast date. That was an Armed Forces Radio rebroadcast. The special guest, Carol Landis, on there, and I hope you enjoyed a hilarious episode of Duffy's Tavern. That's my, my brother's favorite radio series. Lisa. I was going
3: to mention that actually. He
1: just vince my it. crabby brother. He actually gets a slightly less crabby when he hears these. Does Not, he
3: smile ever? But then he
1: just goes right a back to it. Smile. As soon as it's over, right back to his level right. of crabbiness was he's at the, uh, you know, like there's, you know, there's, uh, there's orange is, and there's red, there's orange, there's yellow as far as, uh, degrees of, of mm-hmm. things. Okay. He's at the highest degree of crabby. Yeah,
3: well, but maybe it runs in the family. He
1: listens to Duffy's Tavern, <laughs> and needs one degree less, but then as soon as it's over.
3: I think it's in the genes.
1: Yeah, definitely is. Um, hey, you know what? A little earlier, I heard a Cat's Pride radio commercial voiced by the one and only Lisa. Pay me a million dollars, and I'll voice any commercial wolf. That's me, for sure. Yeah, great job. And let's tell our listeners about the Cat's Pride Drawing, You need to be part of this, folks. Listen up really carefully because you could win a year's supply of Cats Pride kitty litter.
3: That's a lot, too. Anybody who has a cat knows that that's a really important prize. At the end of every single month, the CEO of Cats Pride, Dan Jaffe, will draw one lucky winner to win this year's supply of Cats Pride. All you guys need to do is send a picture of you with your cat and your name and your cat's name with your city and state to this email address, which is catspridephoto at gmail.com. And at the end of the month, if you win, we will let you know and send you these certificates for an entire year supply of the best kitty litter around. So, That's right, um, Cat's Pride. You can't beat it.
1: No, not at all. And I don't have a cat.
3: But I don't I, have a cat. But
1: if I did, yeah. I would definitely be taking a picture of that cat with me and sending it in. I would kind of put a, you know, probably a mask on because I wouldn't, I'm, I wouldn't be eligible. You know, to win.
3: sometimes people just send their cats or their cats with, with their kids or yeah. whatever you want yeah. to send us. We're, we, we love to see the pictures. We right. have a lot of fun.
1: Email it in to us at catspridephoto at gmail.com. Do it today. Don't wait right. because you could be a lucky winner of a year supply of Cats Pride kitty litter that Dan Jaffe, CEO. Gives away every single month, and we appreciate Cat's Pride. It's one of our sponsors here on Hollywood 360. Let's take a break. Then it's more when we return. Are you a fan of classic radio shows like Abbott and Costello? What's
2: the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time.
1: Gunsmoke. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Inner Sanctum. This is your host to welcome you in through the squeaking door. Fibber McGee and Molly.
5: What day is this?
1: Oh, now, let me see. .com and receive your 10 free classic radio shows today. That's hollywood360radio.com.
0: Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360, brought to you by Reader's Digest.
1: That's the great Adam West right there, Batman from the 1960s TV series and Mayor West on family guy the coolest cat in the biz lisa well second
3: to you no no he's guy. cooler than he's, me listen is.
1: batman is way cooler than me batman i'll is take cool. second i mean i'll be like robin to batman i would like to be his robin actually in, in, in your mind i know that you are i would be happy with that can you imagine being robin to adam west batman Not holy really. moly batman no. oh, i would moly. say that i would say Holy moly, Batman, a lot, because that's what he would say <laughs> to him.
3: say whatever he asked you to.
1: All right, so the man of the week is Martin Scorsese. Beat the Host is next. We need two listeners to call in right now. Phone lines are wide open. You can get through if you call now. Toll free, 855-360-H360. The H is a 4, 360 h 360 Play Beat the Host and win fabulous prizes. All the questions are multiple choice. so And they're Martin Scorsese Why questions. not do it, right? Exactly.